My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Monday the 4th of December. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. The Butterfly Foundation, which is the national charity dedicated to supporting Aussies living with eating disorders, is expecting a surge in calls to its national helpline over the holiday period. They say there was a 15% increase of calls during the 2022 holiday period compared to the year before. So... In today's Deep Dive, TDA's Deputy Editor Emma Gillespie will speak to Melissa Wilton from the Butterfly Foundation to understand more. We do see an increase in hospital presentations at this time of year, as well as in the contacts to our support services. But first, let's do the headlines. A 26-year-old man has been arrested after killing one tourist and injuring two others in an alleged terror attack less than one kilometre from the Eiffel Tower in Paris. The French interior minister said the man was a French citizen previously known to intelligence services, whilst French President Emmanuel Macron called the incident a terror attack and said France's anti-terrorism office would investigate. The Productivity Commission has called for the federal government to scrap the $2 threshold for tax-deductible donations. At the moment, Aussies can claim a tax deduction when giving $2 or more to registered deductible gift recipients. The report says this system creates, quote, inefficient, inconsistent and unfair outcomes for charities and donors. The Brisbane Lions have taken out the 2023 AFLW Premiership, coming from behind to beat the North Melbourne Kangaroos 44-27. to It was the fifth time the Lions have made the AFLW Grand Final in the last seven seasons. That's a pretty good record. With Brisbane's Brie Conan named the player of the match. Researchers have rediscovered the De Winton's golden mole species, which they thought was extinct in South Africa. The blind animal with great hearing and a golden coat has not been seen since 1936. Researchers had to use DNA samples from a museum to identify the mole as the correct species. Melissa, welcome to the Daily Oz podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Emma. It's lovely to be here. We're talking about eating disorders in the holiday period and in particular the pressure and surge in demand that the Butterfly Foundation is expecting at this time. What makes the holiday period a difficult time for people with eating disorders or people recovering from eating disorders? Well, it's really um, twofold. First of all, you have the pressure of meeting up with family members. There's a lot of food involved, people that you may not otherwise spend time with during the year. So there's that sort of stress and anxiety that many of us feel. But then there's also in Australia, of course, uh, the Christmas holidays are in summer and uh, summer is a time when people generally wear less clothes, they're a bit more exposed. Uh, So there's a lot more messaging around body image at this time of the year. And so that all just adds to the stress and anxiety of triggers that can lead to an eating disorder or or relapse of an eating disorder. In terms of the services that the Butterfly Foundation provides, the the helpline, what does the foundation know about previous data and how demand shifts during the holiday period? 
Um, well, yes, Butterfly does have the National Helpline for Eating Disorders and we're open 8am to midnight every day except for major public holidays. But what we found is in the summer holidays and the month leading up to them that we do have an increase year on year. Last year we had a 15% increase from the same months the previous year and that indeed was about 32% higher than pre-COVID. So COVID certainly has had an impact also. Why is that, do you think? What are the reasons behind that significant spike post-COVID? COVID, we call it the perfect storm. There are a lot of things about COVID that were really not good for people with eating disorders. There was isolation, there was difficulty in accessing safe foods, there was uh, more attention on people who were living together full-time who might otherwise have been out at school or university or working, lots of added stress and anxiety, lots of mental health issues in general. So it certainly we know had a big impact. To sort of understand this increase in demand at this time of year and the, the scale of that, how do call numbers from last December and January compare to sort of the average number of calls that the foundation expects to receive at other times? Uh, we have several different peaks of times when we get calls and contacts. October, we have a, quite a significant increase, which we expect is in the lead up into summer. So it, it does fluctuate, but we're certainly across the board, have much more contacts every year than we had pre-COVID. Are there any sort of trends or patterns that the Foundation has noticed throughout the course of this year that might make demand for services these holidays any more intense or particularly increased? There are always trends and different things going around on social media in particular and in the media. So there's no specific uh, trend that I'd, I'd like to call out at this stage, but there's also there's always um, problematic things going around. I think with um, the current media climate, with just what's happening in the world, I think has been caused a lot of anxiety for a lot of people, and that all contributes to uh, stress and anxiety, which is of course often goes hand in hand with an eating disorder. Yeah, mentioning stress and anxiety, you know, this might be a time of year where people are negotiating family gatherings. There might be difficult relationships, or perhaps relatives who make offhand or insensitive comments. What are the kinds of pressures that people with eating disorders or in recovery might face in those environments that are sort of unique to this time of year? Yeah, they, they're unique, but I, I guess happen throughout the year, but the, it's kind of a bit of a hotbed of all of those occasions at this time. So events around food can be problematic. As you mentioned, family members that you mightn't have seen for a while and that you may not necessarily get along with so well. Our advice is really just to be kind to yourself and to others at this time of year. It's okay to say no to social gatherings if you really don't feel like that's going to be in your best interest. It's okay to say no. So um, there's a lot of uh, helpful tips as well on Butterfly's website if people want to jump on and, and get some tips for how to negotiate this time of year and also how to talk to your loved ones if you're concerned about them and how to best support them. I am interested in this idea that the period is made especially difficult, not just by Christmas and holiday events and, and the food that might be around people that could be triggering, but also this idea that summer weather 
might impact vulnerable people or people suffering from and recovering from an eating disorder. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure, Emma. We, we do see an increase in hospital presentations at this time of year, as well as in the um, contacts to our support services. It's As I mentioned, a lot of it is around being summer and being hotter and uh, people wearing less clothes. There's more focus on the body. People are going to the beach. They're just becoming often more conscious than they are perhaps in winter months. And then when you combine that with seeing people that you may not have seen for a year, that are having, you know, big meals, there's a lot of focus on food, that that can all become quite problematic for somebody who has, you know, is at risk of an eating disorder. How will the Butterfly Foundation respond to that increased uh, demand in services towards the Christmas period? Will there be more staff on the helpline? How are you guys approaching this time of year? Yeah, we, we know what to expect, so we make sure that we're going to be covered for the expected um, uh, influx of, of calls and contacts. We are running support groups over the summer holidays so people can still get support through our recovery support groups or through our carer support groups. There's a lot of resources on our website, as I mentioned. So if people are feeling stressed or wanting to find out more information, they can just jump on to butterfly.org.au. Other than that, I think it's just really a matter of trying to make sure you've got your support in place with your family and loved ones who you know are going to support you at this time of year. And for people who actually are living with an eating disorder, that would include your support team, like your GP, psychologist, dietitian, other people that you're seeing to support you through this time. What about for people who might be living with an eating disorder that perhaps they haven't shared with others in their life, perhaps they've not yet sought help or, or began to receive help towards a recovery journey? Are you particularly concerned about that group of eating disorder sufferers at this time of year? Yeah, absolutely. If people are suffering in silence, that's really not not going to get them the help that they need. Our um, helpline is confidential. You can be anonymous if you want to be anonymous. If you're concerned about your eating habits and behaviours or about uh, perhaps disordered eating, that's a really good place to start. And our counsellors are all professionally trained, uh, qualified health professionals who will be able to navigate you through the next steps and advise you on on whether you, if, even whether you should be worried or whether what you're experiencing perhaps is not not as problematic as you might think. What about for, for loved ones, people who want to support their loved one that might be having a difficult time, are they able to also contact the helpline? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone can contact the helpline. We get a majority of people who are calling about themselves, but we also get about 35% of people who are carers for a loved one. And then we also have, I think, around 5% of people who are health professionals who are seeking additional support for someone that that they're seeing. You work, of course, in this space in supporting people recovering from and living with eating disorders. Coming into the holiday period, what's your message to survivors of eating disorders, people living with eating disorders going into this time? I would just say be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Don't beat yourself up for any negative thoughts that you might have. Uh, We've just launched a campaign around the noise in your head. A lot of people who have an eating disorder, about 75% of people with an eating disorder have this negative self-talk in their heads uh, and trying to counteract that talk. It's not so easy to to quieten it or to shut it down, but learning how to counteract that that voice and that negative uh, noise and how to just be kind to yourself. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us on The Daily Oz. Thanks so much, Emma. 
That's all for today's episode of The Daily Oz. If this conversation has raised anything for you, you can contact the Butterfly Foundation on their national helpline. That's 1-800-33-4673. Again, that's 1-800-33-4673. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow morning. Until then, have a great day.